Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast Radio Show. Coming to you on this Thursday, August the 20th. Hopefully this finds you staying safe and staying sweaty all at the same time. I'm a little bit tired today. Uh, If I'm keeping it real with you guys, I'm just kind of over the season of life that we're in. I'm just kind of, I'm just tired of it, Uh, you know. Didn't sleep the best, and uh, just waking up today feels kind of like Groundhog Day. Uh, if any of you guys are there, you kind of know what I'm feeling. It's just like you're you're kind of you're living life the best you can, trying to make the most of every single day, but you also probably feel like you're kind of stuck in this time warp, and you're just kind of going through the motions. And if that's you, you're not alone, my friends, because I feel like I'm right there with you. It's almost like I just want to snap out of it, wake up, and and have this shit all be passed, but uh, I find myself right in the middle of it today with many of you guys, whatever state or country you're at, hopefully where you are, it's, you know, getting a lot better and you're on the back nine of of everything that we're rolling through, but uh, some days I just kind of get stuck in it and today I feel is one of those days, but I digress. Before we jump into today's podcast, talking about strategies for trigger foods, which I think now more than ever with the stress and things people have going on and the ever-changing and shifting of things, this might be helpful to some of you listening, and it might be stuff you already know, but maybe you can try a couple of these strategies, maybe you can try all of them to crush it moving forward. But today's podcast is brought to you by my homies at Athletic Greens. If you guys want to try Athletic Greens, Hit me up. I can send you a link for 20 free travel packs. It's basically like getting, you know, a month for free in all reality. Uh, If you're really on the fence and you're not sure, reach out to me, DM us, email me. I can have Monica mail you a pack right to your house. We've done that for many people, and I think about 99% of them have went on to grab the 20 free travel packs because it is the best tasting greens in the market, hands down. And the reason I take it every single day, A, it does help me with cravings and the trigger foods, I will say that. But it's the best way for me to get in all my micronutrients because today it's already, you know, 120. I haven't ate yet today. And uh, there's no way I'm going to eat six servings of veggies, you know, when I get home. It's just not going to happen. So it's an easy way for me to do that. I'll still eat greens tonight, but I'm not going to eat nearly as much. And the benefits of daily use for you guys out there, it does support energy. I do feel an energy boost. It supports your immune system. It supports gut health, digestion, liver function, hormone function, brain function, which Lord knows I need that. Uh, and also supports blood sugar levels that are already within normal ranges for you guys. So that's why I harp on it so much, and uh, that's why I take them every single day. And again, there's no GMOs, no herbicides, pesticides, no artificial colors, flavors, preservatives, or sweeteners. And it works for basically every lifestyle, whether you're vegetarian, vegan, paleo, keto, Whole30, low-carb, you name it, Athletic Greens work. So if you guys are interested, hit me up. I'm happy to get you a link for 20 free travel packs, or I can even send one right to your front door so you can try it if you're really on the fence. And I promise you it's been a game changer for me, and I feel it can be the same for all of you. So with that said, we are going to try to talk about strategies for trigger foods. And they're all the things that most of us crave, all of us normal people out there, uh, whether it's you, you can't resist you know, chips or cookies, or cakes, or ice cream, or, or fries. Uh, some of you, it's, it's probably even alcohol. I know during this time of year, I think they said uh, alcohol sales in America are the highest they've ever been, which is kind of crazy because a lot of the bars have been closed down or they're heavily restricted. I know here they're still closed, but yet our alcohol consumption is the highest it's ever been. Obviously, I think that's 
we these trigger foods they obviously trigger things inside of us and we use this as a coping mechanism to get through the day to make us feel better in the moment even though in reality it's just digging our hole deeper and making our problem bigger than it needs to be because it's masking you know the pain whether that's with the sugar or with alcohol or, or the salt or whatever your vice tends to be and i think it's normal you know to feel like you can't stop overeating or over drinking certain types of foods and beverages i think we're all kind of there everybody has their vice and their thing you know if i have a bag of legit chips in front of me it's hard to eat just one or two it really is you know it used to be probably that with booze for me i think i'm kind of past that in my life but i used to be the point where i would have to drink you know 20 beers i couldn't have just one beer it's like an avalanche once you start all bets are off that's why intermittent fasting for me has worked so well because it's just an easy hard set of rules you don't eat from this time to this time and you only eat from this time to that time and it's it's you know people say isn't that really difficult well we don't do anything if you're not eating you're not doing anything so if you just have that hard fast set rule that has helped me personally avoid a lot of the the cravings and the triggers but obviously you know processed foods in particular um, are designed to be you know irresistible they're designed to be hyper palatable and uh that's what they're made for these guys are very smart they're very good at what they do they design these foods they know on average how many chips you're going to eat at one sitting they'll know how many drinks that you'll probably have i mean there's a lot of work that goes into the research and development of the people who make your favorite chips or french fries or cookies or cakes uh they didn't just randomly batch up the stuff and throw it out there they know what they're doing and uh and they're very good at it but the good news is there are some strategies for you uh, to hopefully help build some awareness to, you know, change uh, behavior and control your consumption. And uh, these are just a handful of the strategies that that I've used that we coach with our people here to, uh, to help them avoid, you know, the trigger foods, pushing them off, you know, the deep end into a, a sugar coma or being hung over because they just were, were too overindulgent when they didn't plan on being so. You can try any of these strategies to help you counter the cravings and hopefully stop any overeating or overdrinking that's going on in your life. So the first thing, I say this all the time, just keeping the trigger foods out of the house, you know. I believe if, if it's out of sight, it's out of mind. If you have to physically drive somewhere, go pick it up and grab it. It takes a lot more effort. It takes conscious thought. You, you have multiple chances to stop doing that. If you get home like me at the end of the day and you're tired and you're lazy, you're, you're, it's very rare I would get up, you know, get dressed and uh, get in my car and drive to go grab something. Now, if it's in my refrigerator, my freezer, my cabinets or anywhere else, it's a lot easier for me. And then I can justify and sell myself in the moment why I should eat that versus why I shouldn't eat that. And that's what we all do at the end of the day is we're, we're selling ourselves. And the reason why we should, you know, eat Oreos over Brussels sprouts. We're selling ourselves and why we should drink a glass of wine or have a beer over have some water, coffee, or green tea. And it's in those little moments where you can sell yourself on the right thing to do or the wrong thing to do. And again, I'm not telling you to be perfect. Nobody is. But... If you can win those 
sellable moments. If you can sell yourself on doing the right thing more often than the wrong thing, you'll be successful in the wrong run. It's the consistency of it. And the easiest way to do it is not put those things in your house. If you're going to go get the, the treats and the snacks and the awesome things you do, A, if you bring them home, buy single serving stuff to eat it one time that day and it's done. Don't buy the family pack. Don't buy the jumbo size. I know economically it's a better deal, but it will cost you way more on the back end if you do it that way. That's the easiest option. Now, if you have kids and stuff, I don't know how you guys navigate that. It would be extremely tough. Hopefully, they like things that you don't like, but it tends to be all the things kids like are all the same things that, that I would like as an adult, too. So I know it is very, very difficult. The next thing you can do is focus on adding in more micronutrients to your day. That's why I mentioned the athletic greens. Every day I go home, I will walk in the door, I'll set down my bag, I pet my dog, and then I go to the refrigerator. And my routine for the last probably month or so has been... I'll grab my spirulina tablets, I'll grab uh, my Athletic Greens shaker, I'll fill it up, uh, I'll do two scoops of Athletic Greens in there, and then uh, I'll grab some blueberries, and that has become my routine. And so focusing on adding in vegetables and micronutrients I think is going to be huge, and it allows you to get something in your system and let the brain kind of slow down to make a better choice moving forward. If I didn't do that... I'd probably come home and try to rifle through anything we have. If we have a Power Crunch bar, if we have a Perfect bar, if there's just some peanut butter there. But I've set this intentional routine to say before I shove anything else in my mouth, it's going to be Athletic Greens. It's going to be, I take these little spirulina tablets. That's just more greens. And then I'll, I'll choose some blueberries because the, at that point, it's probably the first thing I'm going to put in my mouth. And it is, it is a little bit sweeter. And then I'll start to go on to make my dinner. If I do have to have some snacky stuff around, we'll have like cold veggies, whether it's like carrots, uh, usually with broccoli, usually it's cauliflower, maybe some cucumbers, and either that's with like some hummus or like the Bolt House Ranch was like the very low calorie uh, yogurt ranch. I do find that tends to help kind of fill up some stomach volume and then make a better choice, you know, while I'm eating. And so I can eat a lot of volume of food in there, but I'm obviously eating, you know, fewer sweets, there's less sugar, there's overall less calories. And I feel better that way. So I'm getting in additional vegetables. I'm getting in micronutrients. And I'm focusing on those when I'm my hungriest. It's just like you would do if you're a little kid. Typically, you chop the veggies and they eat those first before you give them the dessert. I really have taken that same practice and put into play for myself as being an adult. And I find I make a better food choice when I'm not super hangry and starving. And obviously, all of you guys have been there, you know, when... You walk in the door and the first thing you grab is like some chips or your kid's goldfish or whatever it may be. But if you have a routine, you set a pattern. This is what I'm going to do every day when I get home. This is what I'm going to do every day before meal number one. This is what I'm going to do every day before insert whatever's going to work for you. I just told you my story of what works for me when I go home in my lifestyle. You could try the same. It might work for you. It might not. But I find focusing on additional veggies... Uh, you know, rather than subtracting things from your life is optimal. A, you get more micronutrients in, A, your stomach is fuller, and you're going to eat less garbage because of it. And then you can head into your real meal for the night, which you are going to cook or have, you know, prepped or planned, or maybe your husband or wife cooks for you. I don't know, but that's a really easy fix in terms of triggers. The next one, you have to try to figure out the lifestyle factors, uh, that are maybe causing you to have these cravings and the triggers. And obviously, stress is a huge one. Um, you know, I can give a lot of the, the, the stress relief strategies. Some of them work all the time for me. 
or most of the time I would say some of them don't there's just some days where I can't get out of my own head and I just got shit going on you know I care about so little uh, but there is a couple things I do care about and it stresses me out and that you know for me it, it works one of two ways sometimes you have a, like a certain kind of stress it'll make me want to eat shit because I'll feel better and then I have this other kind of stress where it makes me not want to eat at all um, neither are optimal for sure. If you're trying to be lean, obviously the one that makes you not want to eat uh, is more beneficial. But uh, either way, it's not good. And so you have to solve the lifestyle factors, the stress in your life, you know, whether it be lack of sleep for some of you, um, which could be from stress or it could be from caffeine or just erratic, you know, uh, you know, schedule that you have going on right now because maybe your kids are homeschooled or you got something else in the works. Maybe it's lack of exercise. You didn't get a good workout in. It got cut short or, or something happened where you didn't get to train. Um, so you didn't get to run off that normal energy you have in life. It could be something as simple as just a lack of protein. I know a lot of people, their you know, nutrition plan or diet might be devoid of certain macronutrients. And sometimes protein can be the culprit. It could even be fat for that matter. I know a lot of people um, who really are, are trying to be diligent they might not be eating enough proteins and fats together or even separately throughout the day. Sometimes it can be the meal sizes off. You're not having enough, you know, food at each feeding. You're doing a lot of meal frequency, but the size is small and it's perpetuating you to be hungry over and over and over again, which is making you want to eat certain things. Those things could be jacking up your cravings and putting you into a place where you don't want to be. So I think addressing those, and that's why I say audit yourself every single day, how you sleep, how you exercise, how you feel, what are the stressors in your life, what are, you, what are the things you can do to calm down and set your mind at ease and, and put you in a, in a good place. Because a lot of these things are tied to emotions, obviously physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, all these things are wrapped up, and those are all lifestyle factors for each of us. And there's certain seasons of life that are more stressful than others, and sometimes it's easy and sometimes it's hard, and admittedly, like, this one for me right now that we've been in for six months just sucks and I'm just I'm over it like that's the phrasing I would use is I'm just I'm just over it all of it and uh I know that doesn't work because it's not it's not over with me yet but uh it's tough man it's tough to detach your mind and and put it in a good space and I know for a lot of people that's what's leading to this excess eating and this excess drinking and this lack of exercise because we're not motivated to do the things that put us in the right place, which triggers us to do the poor eating and the poor drinking on the other end. So really just doing some self-questioning and auditing about your lifestyle is crucial. The other thing you can do is just change your language. The way that you, A, talk to yourself, speak to yourself, and the way that you talk about food, and the way that you think about it. You know, you have to change the language from like, that's bad, you know, to that makes it harder for me to achieve my goals. Or I tend to overeat that, so maybe I shouldn't have it right now. And you delay the gratification for another day when you plan it and prep it, maybe on a, you know, a higher energy output day of your workouts. That's where you kind of space uh, the food and those things in. That might work. And if you do fuck up and you do stumble and you have one too many drinks or you have a couple too many chips or you have a, a cinnamon roll here or there, you can't be so overly negative. You you can't hate yourself for it you can't talk shit about yourself like I'm too stupid I'm too lazy you know I, I don't have no discipline why did I do that I'm such an idiot I always fuck up you have to stop talking to yourself that way you have to change your language and again there isn't inherently like any evil or, or terrible foods 
It's just we have to really be mindful of when we eat them and we do them, I guess, what do we want to say, sporadically or we do them in moderation, if you will. We're not doing them on a consistent basis. If you're having four beers a day every day, that's probably not ideal for your goals. But if you have a couple on the weekends with your friends or your wife or when you're out by the pool, I think that's totally fine. As long as you're accounting for it, and as long as that doesn't trigger you to eat a bunch of other crap and doesn't trigger you to have a bunch of other drinks. And that's where you have to know yourself. I think self-awareness is key in life for anything we do, but specifically how we eat, how we train, and how we are going to be successful as individuals. And I can share with you every single thing that I do, but our lifestyles are probably not the same. Our triggers are probably not the same. The way that I compartmentalize things is not going to be the same as you do. So that's why I always urge, you know, take a deeper dive inside yourself when you listen to these episodes and you're mapping out a plan to be successful and and try some of the things I mentioned and then maybe, you know, chop them and slice them and, you know, saute them in a way that that works for you guys. And the last one I'll leave you with here real quick is just if you're going to enjoy things, just make sure they're worth it. Like really enjoy them in, uh, don't have eater's remorse, you know, plan for them when you're going to do it. If it's a special occasion or every Friday night or Saturday night, or if you and your husband or wife have a date night, or if it's something with your kids, you guys all do pizza night, whatever it may be, make sure it's really worth it and you enjoy it. If you love tacos, you know, get the best tacos in your city, wherever they're at. Don't settle for, you know, crappy 99 cent drive through tacos at two in the morning that's a terrible choice, in my opinion. If, the, if you like the 99 cents garbage tacos as your thing, then do that. But I always say make sure it's worth it. Try to get the best quality of that thing so it really satisfies you. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Like the, the thing that is irresistible to you that really just lights you up. So if it's a certain kind of cookie, a certain kind of donut or cinnamon roll or burger or a certain kind of pizza, make sure you go to that pizza place. Don't get the crappy, you know, cheap frozen ones if that isn't your jam. And then really just appreciate the process of eating that and it's okay like food is is you know it's obviously for fuel but it also can be for enjoyment we're social beings and you know there's a time and a place where it's i don't want to say it's a reward system some people treat it that way but we should be able to enjoy the culinary arts i guess and one way to do that is really don't beat yourself up don't have eater's remorse don't be stressed about it but just eat the food slowly and, and really just appreciate it for what it is like appreciate the craftsmanship of a great pizza you know like uh and do it with no distractions while paying attention to the sensation of your hunger of every bite of your fullness and just you know the enjoyment and your thoughts about it and just enjoying that dinner with your family and friends that's why i say again if you're a solo person that's fine but if you make it social I think that can help too. And it's like, wow, remember that time we all had that pizza? It was amazing. Like, Or the time you guys all went out for so-and-so's birthday or so-and-so's anniversary or you invited them over to your house for the big you know, Thanksgiving-style you know, family dinner, whatever it may be. Those moments matter. And I think when you plan them out and you've been diligent every other day, you can enjoy those quote-unquote trigger foods, but you planned them. And you really enjoyed them, and it was more satisfying because you delayed the gratification for something that really mattered. You didn't do it, you know, four other days of the week. And, and I think that's what a lot of people fall victim to that like, get in these cycles and patterns. You know, they have wine, you know, seven days a week, every single week. And then, like, well, that's really not special if you have it, you know, on a weekend or if you have it, you know, on a night out with friends. And I'm not vilifying wine or, or 
any food for that matter, but if you know it triggers you, you know you have a real hard time with moderation and it leads you to making other poor choices, I would integrate these five things into your life to see if they help. And again, real quick recap. One, keep the trigger foods out of your house. I think out of sight, out of mind is always the easiest. Two, focus on additional micronutrients, whether that be like an athletic greens, whether that be vegetables, where you can eat a high volume of them with a lot of nutrients, but not a lot of sugar, not a lot of calories, but it is very uh, satisfying. It is very stomach filling. The other one, just looking at lifestyle factors, the amount of stress in our lives. Does that trigger it? Does lack of sleep trigger it? Does certain activities, is it a lack of protein? Am I eating too many small meals and am I eating you know, not enough? It, it really just depends on you, but all those things can jack up the cravings and lead to more triggers over and over and over again. And then again, you got to change the language. A lot of people are just overly negative about their bodies and how they look and how they move and they're really their own worst enemy. And you can't be overly negative about yourself. Mistakes happen. That's fine. We're all humans. We all fail. We all fuck up. If we didn't, you know, the world will be perfect and we won't be sitting in the shitstorm that we're in right now. But if you do fail, you do make a mistake, ask yourself, what triggered it? Why did I do it? And what can I do next time? What can I implement moving forward to not make that mistake? Excuse me. Same mistake again. And I think that's the key here is just understanding that this takes work. It really does. It's eating right is, you know, one of the hardest things you can do because you're, you're changing a behavior pattern. It's not just the skill of eating. Again, I've talked about this many times before. A five-year-old can grab food and put it in its mouth. That's the skill of eating. It's pretty simple. What you're trying to do is change the behavior pattern. You're trying to change grabbing one food for another swapping one drink for another and doing that consistently over time, which will lead you to feeling, moving and looking the way that you want to. But it's tough to do. And if you're always talking down to yourself, like you're a failure, you'll you'll never do it. You've always been overweight. You've never been an athlete. You know, you always mess up. Well, then, of course, you're always going to keep doing it, because even if you say it half jokingly in your subconscious somewhere, it's going to just it's going to be just coded into your brain over and over and over again. And at some point, you're going to start believing your own bullshit. But if you change your language and make it more positive and look for solutions as opposed to just focusing on the problem, I think you'll be better off. And then obviously, again, the last one, just really, when you do eat something, just enjoy it, man. Enjoy it for what it is. Don't beat yourself up over it. Just really enjoy it, move on, and keep things rocking as they go. The other thing I'll say is is hydration, I know, is key. I would say if you can wake up and just impound water and you guys really just focus on drinking, you know, 100 to 2 ounces of water per day. Some of you guys, it might be, you know, a gallon of water plus, I don't think can hurt. And just having like your favorite drinks around, I think is is going to be crucial and ideal. That's why I always go with, you know, cold brew coffee, waters, the Powerade Zeros, the Gatorade Zeros. I try to keep those things handy all the time. And I know the more hydrated I am, the better choices I tend to make. I also do like to chew, you know, sugar-free gum as well, which is helpful to me. You guys might have your own pattern or ritual that'll help you, but I do think hydration uh, is crucial. Then again, I always you know talk about athletic greens, but all your other micronutrients and supplements you're taking, uh, I think can help. And then obviously the, the food quality that you eat every single day is really vital. And sometimes your body's craving certain things, and sometimes you just have to you know go for it and get it. But oftentimes, it's these underlying factors I listed that are really causing you to crave things which trigger you to make bad choices over and over again. And 
anytime you're trying to make a change, if you're listening right now and you've been like in a crappy eating funk or drinking funk because of, you know, the, the seasonal life that we're in and you're stuck at home more and you can't go to the gym and there's all kinds of shit, you know, surrounding your life in the world. The first couple days of changing are going to be the hardest. You know, you might even get a headache from a sugar detox or like the booze detox. And if you're a cold turkey person, awesome. If you're a gradual wean yourself off stuff, that's perfect too. It's whatever works for you. But just know the first, you know, probably seven to 10 days are probably the toughest. If you're changing macros and changing micros and you're alternating, you know, what you used to eat. If you're changing up meal frequency and size and your, your palate or, you know, your overall food selection is now different. You got to get through the first seven to 10 days and just know that that's the part that's probably going to suck the most. It's just like starting a new workout program. You know, if you haven't trained for two months and then you come in and you do 200 bodyweight squats, your glutes and your hamstrings and your quads are going to be pretty tight and tender for at least a week or so. And just know with the food, it's the same way. It's going to be an adjustment. It's going to be a learning process. You're not going to start off perfect. You might make some mistakes and that's okay. Just remember, keep the language positive and focus on the things that you can control moving forward. You can't live life in the rear view. You're really just going to focus on, okay, yesterday wasn't perfect, but today I'm going to eat a little bit better and a little bit better the next day and the next day and the next day. And you refine it. And then you plan a time when you're going to enjoy the food for just enjoyment and not worry about, you know, the micros and the macros and the calories. You just go out and you have fun with your friends, you know, for an hour or so, and then you get right back to it the next day. And all of that feeds into a healthy lifestyle. When you can put those pieces into play consistently, you guys are going to be successful. And one day you just wake up and you're in a fitness person. You're like, wow, holy shit. I lost 14 pounds and I have two different, you know, dress sizes down and I feel way stronger and my skin complexion is way clearer and I have so much more energy and all the things that you've wanted will have showed up. But you got to identify the problems, what the triggers are, and you got to get through those first seven to 10 days. But if you can do a couple of these strategies or if you can do all of them, I think you guys can be successful. Again, it's not rocket science. It's probably all stuff you know. And in theory, it's super easy. It's the application that's really tough. And that's what I spend a big part of my day doing is, is well, now since we don't see people in person, hopefully sooner than later, um, I spend a lot of time just talking people through this online all day of here's how we're going to try to get through it. Here's the changes we have to make. And just take it one day at a time. And I think that's all any of us can do right now in anything uh, for that matter. Just take it one day at a time and try to be a little bit better today than we were yesterday. So again, just a real quick episode. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it on some strategies for trigger foods. If you find yourself, you know, falling back into an unhealthy pattern, hopefully you can implement some of these or all of these to get out of it sooner than later. And again, just put your head down, stay focused, write yourself a little note and a checklist of how you're going to approach the next seven to 10 days of life and just go from there and try to kick the shit out of day number one and then focus on day number two and just stack the days on top of each other. So again, appreciate you guys. Hopefully you're all again, staying safe and staying sweaty. A reminder, this episode was brought to you by my homies at Athletic Greens. If you guys are interested, hit me up. Happy to send you 20 free travel packs and I promise you it is worth it. The best tasting greens on the planet. I wouldn't take them every single day if I didn't think that. And if you need one mailed to your front door, hit me up. I'll have Monica shoot one to you. You can try it, and you'll know I'm keeping it 100% real with you all. Uh, Short of that, I'm probably going to be off the podcast here for a couple of days. I think we're going to head out and do an epic hike this weekend, hopefully unplug from the internet and the computer and all the shit uh, that's going on because I'm just just tired of it too. 
I really, to be completely honest, you guys, I didn't want to do this podcast today. Not that I'm in my own head. I just got a lot of stuff going on. I try to figure a lot of things out. And it's not fun, man. Like when you're just living on the internet 24-7. And, and right now, that's that's our business. That's what we do is online all day, you know, between YouTube and Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn. And I just like, I'm over it. You know, it's just like, and all the people are great that we work with. It's awesome. And you, you try not to look at any other stuff that's out there, but it's just so much. And you just feel kind of like isolated, like you're in this little box living through screens. And as much as I think the internet's a blessing and, and I'm thankful every single day that we have it in this era and this time, and it, it is a blessing. It's also like, it's just, it's not fun sometimes, man. Like when you're just stuck, I'm, in, I'm stuck in a warehouse by myself right now, just talking to a video camera recording me and to all of you guys out there listening, which I do appreciate you, but uh, I know how you guys all feel. Like you're kind of trapped and you can't do your same stuff and you don't have the the, the much freedoms and all the things you want to do. And uh, I promise you, just focus on controlling what you can control, your mindset, your sleeping patterns, your eating patterns, and your exercise. And if you do, when we come out of this, you know, you'll be a rock star for it. Consider this your training camp, if you will. And that's kind of how I got to look at it. But I think this weekend we're going to do an epic hike here out in the middle of nowhere. So I'll probably off the podcast here for a couple of days and then I'll figure out next week we can get Heather back on. We have a an episode with her. We're going to talk about, I think it's 31 ways uh, to stay resilient and, and hopeful and happy in uh, in tougher times, which I think that's kind of about where all sitting in. Even if they're not tougher for some of you, some of you guys have been crushing it. Nothing's been you know, really hindered, but I think all of you have been affected at some level, and I think, if nothing else, it's, it's how to stay resilient and hopeful in weird times, when things are just kind of like, not what we are, uh, we're used to in terms of traveling and seeing friends and family and doing all the, the normal epic, you know, fun shit that we are all used to, so if uh, if we can get in a podcast next week, we'll, we'll go over those 31 ways, which I think will be uh, very helpful to many of you listening. But if you have any other requests on the podcast, things you want to hear or you want me to touch on, feel free to send me an email, shoot me a DM. I'm happy to record it if I can speak on it with any intelligence whatsoever. And if you guys do happen to be on iTunes right now, stop. Don't be a lazy ass. Please just go to your uh, on your iPhone. When you're done here, go to this podcast app you're listening on. Scroll your finger all the way down. Drop me a five-star, leave a comment. I truly would appreciate it. And if you think this can help anybody who struggles with trigger foods or uh, any of the cravings, just shoot this podcast them because uh, it can go a long way, man, just hearing somebody else's words to, to pick them up or give them a strategy or two uh, and let them know that, hey, it is possible to make a change. I've worked with people here who have lost 100 pounds, 150 pounds. They've kept it off and they never put it back on. And it's, it's amazing to see. Uh, it's very inspiring and it's very motivating. And they didn't do anything special. They just put their head down and they went to work and they believed. And uh, they had a lot of stumbles and a lot of falls and, and probably a lot of swear words and cries along the way. And that's okay and that's part of it. But uh, they just kept going. And if you're listening out there and you find yourself struggling with patterns right now, you can do it too. I know that. You just got to really just get to the, to the fuck it point and put your mind to it and list out some strategies or reach out to somebody like me, whether it's you know in our inner circle group or any of our coaching programs or my normal online coaching i'm happy to talk to you and walk you through it and uh and checking on you every week like i do all our other people and if we can get through it together then badass man i'd be happy to help so you guys have an amazing rest of your thursday uh everybody on youtube thank you for watching i appreciate you again if you guys are not subscribed to youtube make sure you do that we're recording all the podcasts and loading them on there slowly but surely they're getting there so thank you all and until next time Eat well, train hard, be nice to people, and please, you guys, 
Keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you soon. Peace.